You are listening to Substitute Squad, episode 286, Faster and Furiouser. And welcome to Substitute Squad. I'm Paul French, and my villain of the week is this, first off, is this damn fever that I've got. Oh. Uh, because there, it seems that even a bit of cowbell is not even a cure for it. And um, how about that? I'll do it. <laughs> the clanger, clanger, clanger bell. Exactly that. from from when yeah. we did uh, Suicide Squad issue number four. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. The racism bell. In, indeed, indeed. Clang a lang a lang. Damn um, you, William Hell. <laughs> Damn you to, well, hell, yeah, I guess. William Hell, super racist. It's on his business super. card and everything. <laughs> He's like Wile E. Coyote. Exactly. He's got the business card and everything. Wile E. Coyote, super, super racist. Super racist. Exactly, because, you know, I could have gone, I, I was watching some um, some Justice League stuff with uh, with with Ella earlier today, and, and it was what, the one with the Ultimen, which were like the clones that Max Lord was... Uh, was running mm-hmm. and yeah. actu- and actually Amanda Waller was in that episode. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, there was definitely the wall and she was mm-hmm. the wall. She was the wall, yeah. The proper wall, not this. Indeed. Scrummy. That that is actually my favorite version of Amanda Waller ever is the uh Ultimate episode where they discover the Ultimate. Yes, yes. And she and Batman had that little exchange at the end of that episode. That's actually one of my favorite lines from that whole series of where she's she looks at him and says and i wouldn't probe the situation too deeply rich boy and walks away nice so yeah. i'm just like yeah that's that that cartoons don't cartoons will make me cry disney pixar thank you but that rarely do they send a chill up my spine but that did <laughs> i mean we go oh hello well that yeah. kind of mirrors the, the the scene in 13 there where the okay. justice league and uh, suicide squad Meet up and actually meet up, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she basically says, "You know what? I've got the entire government behind me. If I really want to, I can find out who you are, and I can make your life miserable." Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't go wrong with the wall in that episode. No. So, no, not so, at all. Uh, so that was what I was watching. But really, it's this damn fever. So oh. that's uh, that's my villain of the week. That's your that villain sucks. of the week, indeed. I am going with a, an oldie but a goodie. I, I got to give it to Black Manta. Oh, nice. Just Black, Black Manta. Black Manta has a look that ever since I saw on the Super Friends was a bit intimidating, I gotta say. Yeah. He's got that big shiny dome head with the laser beams, and those are those eyes are huge. Exactly. On his head. So the 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 range and width of his laser beams, you gotta be really quick to dodge those suckers, in my opinion. So he really is a, a very unique looking villain. He and is. it's so simple. Yeah. His costume is so mm-hmm. simple. I love it. It's for a diving simplicity. suit and then that strange headpiece, yeah. which shouldn't work by, by any rights whatsoever, but it does for him for some reason. It, it really does. And, and, you know. and yeah, you know, they've never really shown sort of how that mask fits together. But no. um but yeah, it's uh it's it's kinda terrifying and uh, yeah. and you know, that dark costume and uh mm-hmm. And I love the fact that we find out later that he's actually a black man. Um, ta. 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 <laughs> um, and, and one of the reasons why I liked it is, one, we don't have that many black villains, sure. first of all. Especially not in the upper tier of villains. You know, you'll see the, the street thugs, but they tend to shy away from being the major villains of the pieces. Absolutely. But I like the fact that, oh, you're 
black. <laughs> I like the, the fact that, no, it's not a white dude calling himself Black Manta. No, it is a black dude calling himself yeah. Black Manta. Thank you very much. Have a yeah. nice day. Because like, oh. it was forever before we saw the, what was under that mask. It was like Darth Vader yeah. Yeah. at the it, time. It's like, oh, it, it's more than just a clever name. Yep, exactly. So, you know, that worked for me. And that's, that's my villain of the week. I wish I could talk like Black Manta sometimes. <laughs> I'm super friends. Yeah, he had a great voice in the He did, oh, didn't totally, he? Totally. Uh, and I am Scott Coles, and my villain this week is uh, we're going a little bit uh, old school here. Uh, we're going with uh, Vince McMahon. Ooh. Oh. I've been, wa- I've been watching Royal Rumbles with the boy lately. <laughs> oh, yes, so, that's uh, right. Yeah, so it's been interesting, and we're, we're sort of gotten into the Royal Rumble era with Steve Austin versus, you know, Mr. McMahon. Uh, chairman of the board, all that jazz, the whole, you know, little guy versus the corporation kind of stuff. So it's, it's interesting, but yeah, it's, uh, that whole feud that the fueled the attitude era in, in the WWF was just, uh, it was pretty amazing. And that's really where it started, isn't it? Well, that's, you know, that's really where it kicked into high gear. That's where they took over and they got the, uh, the the push to eliminate the competition. right? Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And that's, you know, that was clo- shortly after that, it wound down, and that's where I stopped watching wrestling for, for a good long time. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, so I'm, unfortunately, I haven't really been reading a lot lately. So, uh, that's as close as to a villain as I have. Other than Dan Rabbit. Sure. Yeah. Why not? No, yeah, you know. He is a villain. He is indeed. Well, he not is. so much anymore. He, now nah. his, his daughter's doing all the villainy in WWE. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. His daughter, well, his daughter married Triple H to Hunter Hearst Helmsley, right? So, uh, oh. They're like the power couple corporation, and they they they're basically running the show down there. Mm-hmm. But soon, soon Brian Daniels will have his revenge. Yes, yes, he will. Nice. Well, there is a there is actually a little bit of suicide. I squad love, by the way, oh, how how you fall, try to pretend you're following along when you have no idea what I'm I, talking about. That's great, Paul. You do it. I, you know <laughs> what? I know who Steve. I know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. Yes. As you can tell by my using the correct nickname. Yes, that's Stone true. Cold, that's right? true. Stone Cold. And and I know who Vince McMahon is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's well, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I actually know who the people you're talking about is. So the context in which you've placed them is easy enough to follow. Well, well, I, I, it's I, not I, like I was like Steve Austin, but he was the Bionic Man. What's he doing? In, <laughs> yeah. What's he doing wrestling? My favorite. <laughs> that's that's not fair. fair. He's he's half robot. Yeah. He's, that's not a fair fight at all. He's part robot. <laughs> It takes a real man to uh, wrestle in a kilt, though. My favorite is always going to be the Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy, Rowdy, Piper uh, there you go, yes. Always my favorite. Especially and then they, if he's wearing it like a true They live? Costume. Oh, my God. They live. Oh, Holy crap. Yes. That is a piece of cheese I could eat all day. So. <laughs> Yeesh. Thank oh you for that picture. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I mean, come on. It's I think just, I do, and that's why I'm scared. It's a it's. Not the best sci-fi film out there. Let's just say that, kids, okay? What? But if you want some entertainment... Oh, you're talking about the movie itself. Yes. Oh, never mind. That's right. The movie, not the I penis. definitely was the misconstruing movie. your meaning. Indeed, <laughs> Apparently. Indeed. There was, was misconstruing all over the place. Apparently, there was misconstruing... You're going to have to clean the, the kitchen now because you Indeed, mis- indeed. Misconstruction. And and Matt's uh, in solitary down in Bell Rev today, so uh, As, yeah, his why arm can't he get his shit together in the air? That's what his I'm arm saying. blew off. He walked I too far away it. from you, and then kaboom! Yeah. yeah, that's what happens. It was an earth-shattering kaboom. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right, so um, 
our uh, little bit of um, Suicide Squad news. Yes. So, yeah. of course, uh, they uh, last week were on, um, or I guess a couple weeks now, but uh, wibbly wobbly. Um, they uh, were on the show Arrow. Uh-huh. And so we've seen them popping up. You know, we've seen Deadshot on it since season one. Uh, Bronze Tiger popped up a bit this uh, this season, and uh, Shrapnel was in one episode. Yeah, Arrow's really becoming sort of the Justice League Unlimited of uh, you know live action series. Definitely. Well, it's it's becoming DC Knights, really, in mm. a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's you know because yeah. the Black Canary Huntress thing. Come on, that's Birds of Prey, right oh, yeah. there, kids. Although they were fighting. You know what? They fought in Birds of Prey too. So you know what? Well, I'm true. sure. True. I'm sure Gail Simone was watching that, going, "Where's my credit?" So, Unlike oh, Birds of Prey, not oh, canceled oh, but yet. Wait, but wait, they actually did. Uh, men- she did get a mention. Did she? Yeah, Excellent. there was. I haven't uh, seen the ep- there, there's a, there's a bit where they make a call for uh, for the for a crime scene, and it's at at the corner of Gail and Simone. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Holy so, uh, shiznit. Yes. Yeah. So and speak- that's the kind of Easter eggs that will make fans happy, kids. Indeed. So uh, so in the Suicide Squad episode. <laughs> well, uh, what? The Suicide uh, they, Squad? They actually what? flashed back to um, Diggle's time in the service when he was in Kendok, which is, of course, a, uh, a DCU reference. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's their fake, um, one of their fake Middle Eastern countries. Their fake countries. Thank God he wasn't Karak, because we know what happens to Karak. Oh, it doesn't go well for them. Um, Then there was this one bit where Diggle's uh, girlfriend, Lila, invites him to this swanky hotel room that she's got. That basically, you know, part of working for the, uh, working for Argus, uh, allows her to um, make use of this, uh, this sumptuous suite uh, Mm -hmm. in between, uh, in between missions. And so Amanda Waller shows up and interrupts them and, <laughs> and points out that, that she's like, how did you know where to find us? And she goes, you're not the only one that has ever used the Ostrander suite. Oh, oh yeah. Sweet. Um, Literally I sweet. Indeed. Indeed. I, I, I got to tell you, you know, if you want to know more about Lila Michaels, you should really listen to our crisis episodes, kids. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> um, in which we trace the Suicide Squad's path through all of the issues of Crisis. Well, we Even do. though the Suicide Squad actually hadn't, well, and you know, the modern Suicide yeah, Squad the hadn't. the old one did show up. Yet. The old one. Yeah. No? The old one hadn't, the old, old one did. Yes. Not the new one. Not the middle one. Well, but the characters were there. Yeah, the well, characters, some of the were, characters there. were there. Yes. for yeah. sure, yeah. But Lila was never part of the Suicide Squad. Well, this is true. This is true. That is. Lila had a, a bigger role in Crisis than that, yeah. so. Um, in another scene, they talk about a robbery in progress at Fifth and Giffen, oh. yeah. <laughs> acknowledging the uh, the Giffen uh, Suicide Squad series. Nice. Um, and of course, we've been dealing with the whole Brother Blood thing. And uh, Barry, uh, Bethany Snow is the newswoman who's covering a lot of the things. That oh, are Bethany Snow! So we all you know how that's your ugly happen. head again. Yeah, oh, tisk tisk. <laughs> but one of my one of my favorite moments is when they're all in the prison and they're mm-hmm. and and they're all being sort of told what their what their mission is, and you hear a voice say, "Any of you need some therapy? Because I'm a licensed therapist." <laughs> Wonder who what? that is, kids. Yeah. It is of course. Did it sound a little high pitched? A little and bit. Kind of squeaky and kind of bronxy. Yeah. Kind of bronxy. And I did check the end credits, and it was actually Tara Strong who does uh, a lot of voices mm-hmm. in the um, in the Batman 
like she's done a lot of of Batman related voices. She's of course also the voice of like Twilight Sparkle mm-hmm. uh, in in Ponies. She's she's uh, she's and, the voice of Raven in Teen Titans. That's right. And of course she was the voice of uh, Batgirl in Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, she is credited as Deranged Squad female. So probably some rights issues with including uh, Harley in there, but I think it's neat that they managed to uh, to make a nod in. Yeah. So, well, so, it was definitely Harley. I've seen pictures. Oh, there's well, yeah, you don't so. like you don't actually you just hear the voice. You just oh really? Yeah, you, you, don't? you, you know you okay. just yeah you just hear the voiceover, mm-hmm. and uh, there is no doubt. Like you hear it, there is no doubt in your mind. That I that wonder if she's Harley. stuck in that Gotham series they're developing right now. That's entirely possible. Yeah. So anyway, so um, yeah, so Tara Strong, uh, you know, again, uh, that's a that's a good uh, DCU voiceover artist right mm-hmm. there to be including, and um, so those are some of the uh, some of the little Easter eggs in the episode, and of course we got to see all kinds of of squad butt kicking, and mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, uh, Deadshot just gets cooler and cooler in each, in each the epi- every time he appears, and, oh, yeah. and now we had the proper wrist gun and yeah, wrist gun. Finally, if yeah. if you are a fan of Deadshot and Harley, and I, I've said this before, and and you haven't played any of the Arkham Asylum, mm. Arkham City games, yeah, yeah, you are really missing out on some great Harley Deadshot action. Just saying. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I I liked the. The the post um, dragons horde the dragons horde where the the suicide squad was in like plain clothes all the time and he just mm-hmm. ran around with a gun and stuff oh, as much as the next guy yeah, yeah. but the wrist guns are nothing man you got to have that stuff the the wrist guns are just killer uh, yeah. you know and 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 yeah I kind of dug that that later uh, era squad as well where we had you know, like you say where they it was were more, fun for a while more of an espionage squad but then it was uh-huh. like okay now we need to, uh, you know and they came up with a reason to put the the costumes back on yeah, yeah. that was great yeah so very nice stuff so that's uh, that's some of the fictional world uh, news about the Suicide Squad Scott you you uh, latched onto something well we've Ooh. got a little uh, interesting tidbit here uh, sent to my face of books. Oh. Uh, by IO9 and concerning oh. the space station, the International Space Station, uh, made famous by, uh, what was his name? Captain Chris, uh, who? Chris Hadwick. Hadwick? No, you're thinking, that's the, that's the dude from Nerdist. No, that's yeah. the other guy. Chris Hadfield. Hatfield, yeah. that's his name. Yeah, not Chris Hardwick. Thank you, darling. You totally just made me sound stupider. <laughs> Chris Hardwick has never been to space. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know that for sure. Well, I mean, I couldn't say. Entirely possible. Well, <laughs> it might not be on his QV, but you never know. You never know. Fair enough. Anyhow, so he started doing uh, interesting experiments up there to, uh, for the uh, the viewing pleasure of YouTube people everywhere. Oh yeah. And they are apparently continuing that without him. And uh, today's little tidbit is: Will a boomerang return to its thrower even in zero gravity? Ooh, interesting. The answer apparently is a resounding yes. For the gra- wow. the boomerang works on air pressure uh, passing over the sides. Here's something I didn't know. It, sa- it says here that one end of the boomerang is actually longer, th- slightly longer than the other one, yeah. and curved in such a way. So it that's what makes the the boomerang do that sort of whippy, you know, spinning around kind of action. Yeah, it's because of the way it slices the air or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's so they had, there's a little video there, uh, an Very astronaut cool. uh, Takeo Doi. I guess I don't know if I pronounced that right or not, but uh, so it looks. 
and he throws a little. He's now he's got one of those little, you know, the sissy three prong boomerang frisbee style deals. Oh, boomer would never use that. Oh um, God, no! That's um, just heresy. But he would use one that's like a hundred foot long. Yes, yes. He would. <laughs> well, if you can strap somebody to it, then that's okay. Exactly. Yeah, different exactly. thing entirely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, there's a little uh, little Captain Boomerang tribute. Uh, a, a on the, we'll put a, of course we'll put a link on the uh, show notes. Yeah, a little um, yeah, little Suicide Squad real world stuff. Indeed, mm-hmm. indeed. Uh, all right, so the issue we're going to get into here is uh, issue three of Suicide Squad, and this mm-hmm. involves the female Furies. So I don't know what she wants to take us through it, but I, I, I can take us through it. This is actually um, cleaning up some of the mess from Legends. Uh, which which brought Suicide Squad into its own as a series here. So we uh, have a wonderful cover here by uh, Mr. Luke McDonald, and we see the female Furies um, moving into the maximum security Gordon uh, Godfrey, comma G Gordon suite at Bell Rev, and they are um, hopefully being stopped by Rick Flag, Bronze Tiger, Nightshade, and Nemesis. The all the good guys of the Suicide Squad. I wonder why that is. Interesting. Hmm. So we open up our book and we see that um, we're we're getting narration, and it is um, the inner workings of what's left of G. Gordon's mind after it went kind of kerfuffle at the end of Legends, yeah. and yeah, he got locked okay. away. Um, but he is being um, spied upon by someone very, very far away. And any any fan of certain books will know that silhouette when they see it in that bottom frame there. Yes. Yeah, we know who that is. And it is Darkseid, the big bad of the DC Universe. And the title of this is Jailbreak, uh, written by Mr. John Ostrander, penciled by Luke McDonald, inked by Carl Kessel. Letterer Mr. Todd Klein, is there any other? Uh, colorist Carl Gafford and editor Mr. Robert Greenberger. Uh, and I, I like Bob. He's a fun guy at a con. If you get a chance to run into him, feel free to uh, chat about who's who. He loves that. Because nice. um, he did a lot of work on that oh, sucker. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. um, you see uh, Darkseid is there with the female Furies. There's Lashina in the blue and steel looking S&M outfit. Mad Harriet with the green hair crouched over all the time. Stompa is more of the heavy set gal there. And um, Bernadette is next to her. Um, and she is next to her brother, Desaad. So we've broken this all down here. And Desaad, of course, is, is you know, Darkseid's main advisor at this point. Of course, that changes from time to time as he sees fit to get rid of people. Yes. Um. <clears throat> And Darkseid's explaining that uh, Godfrey was a disappointment because all the all the plans have, you know, gone through uh, with regards to what is going on with uh, the legends. The legends actually conquered Darkseid's plans. Um, and Stompa's like, you're going to let him just stew on that mud ball, great Darkseid? And Darkseid's like, nope, he's mine to punish. I want you to go get him. <laughs> and Bernadette yeah. kind of over... Uh, Oversteps her boundaries there and uh, says there are easier ways to punish Godfrey, great dark side. Why you could do so from Apocalypse if that was your wish. It is needless to send we furies. And Desaad says, Needless, Bernadette. And he turns slowly. It's what I want. Slowly he turns. Slowly he turns. Step Step by step. step. Um, And she says, Of course, sire, I only meant. And she's sweating a storm all of a sudden. And Desaad, uh, 
interrupts and says, what my sister meant, O oh great dark side, is that the Furies need a leader. Barda has defected to that miserable scot-free. And Granny Goodness is, well, you yourself and your infinite wisdom dispatched Granny, your, your highness. And that happened in the Mr. Miracle special and Justice League. Yeah. She got better. She got better. Of course, they all get better, yeah. don't they? Uh, the Furies need a mission leader. And uh, that's just true of any group of yeah. people who go into battle. And Asai, of course, is putting his sister ahead in the uh, running there by saying, how about my dear sister? There's a sister. Um, and Lashina is quick to say, fa, <laughs> a warrior is what is needed, not some scheming little wormet. Um, <laughs> and Bernadette and Lashina come to blows. For that remark, I'll fry your guts from the inside. <laughs> and, and suddenly we have a battle and Stompa stomping the ground and Matt Harriet is <laughs> in the background. Which is all she really does. Yeah, in the pretty background. much. Yeah. Um, and Dark she's like says, the creeper. Yeah, she kind of is Very like the. Much, she's yeah. a mix of the creeper and Joker and Wolverine, kind of in a way. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Darkseid says, "No, you won't. Lashina will command this mission. Her ability will decide her fate and perhaps the fate of all the Furies. Now go, do my will, bring me glorious Godfrey." And uh, the Furies are off. Meanwhile. Um, back at Bell Rev, uh, Rick Flag is walking the halls, and he's going to give us our recap, which concludes the uh, last two um, issues that we covered, which is that it was something less than a howling success. They crippled Karak's terrorists for hire bunch, the Jihad, but they didn't destroy them as they had set out to. Uh, Mindboggler got killed, and Plastique proved a traitor. I'm still not real sold on this idea of using superpower criminals to do our dirty work and then turning them loose again on the streets. Um, and he's kind of having an inner conflict here. Your approval's not necessary, Flag. Just do your duty um, like you did by uh, Karen. Duty. Yeah, duty. <laughs> um, like you did by Karen. That would be Dr. Karen Grace. Are you surprised mm. that she's so cold towards you? No, Flag. You can only blame yourself for what happened between you two for what happened on that mission. Well, mm. goodness. And uh, uh, Flag is snapped out of his self-doubt with a scream that goes, No! That scream, plastique. Um, no, ah, stop, no, ah, it's coming from this direction, and Flag's giving chase to where the sound is coming from, and we, uh, open the door, and we see Plastique all wired up to the head sucker helmet, and she's like, ah, 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 and she's all in bondage and stuff, and the fanboys are loving this, um, and Dr. Grace says, all right, Dr. Moon, that's enough for the preliminary, so we get another villain here, Dr. Moon, who is apparently operating here on Plastique, and, um, Rick Flagg barges in. What's going on here? Are we engaging in torture now? And he pushes Dr. Moon away from the device um, and turns it off. Says, And Karen says, we're making use of Dr. Moon's machine to alter Plastique's memory so she won't remember anything about the Suicide Squad. Oh. Now, and, is Dr. Moon someone that has been around before? I think he has been. I think I've seen him in either Batman or Wonder Woman as a minor villain. I was kind of thinking a Wonder Woman, though. It sounds sort of like a Wonder Woman style yeah. villain. Um, someone go look that up while we continue. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. Um, Rick Flagg says this procedure is heinous and is terminated effective immediately. And Karen just turns to him and says, I'm sorry, Colonel, but I'm a member of the ground crew. And as such, I take my orders from Mrs. Waller, not you. And you see the ice dripping from her. Burn. From her, uh, thought or her, uh. Her speech bubble there. She, yeah. uh, she's not having it, Rick. She's not having it. You can take the issue up with her if you wish. Good catch, guys, by, by the way. His first uh-huh. appearance, Dr. Moon, his first appearance was in um, the uh, in Batman 240 
uh-huh. uh, by Denny O'Neill and Irv Novick. Uh, that was in March 72. And he was an unnamed brain surgeon who turns to a life of crime, selling his services to finance his experiments. And, ah. he, and uh, he took work for the Joker in the past. And, of course, he would end up working for... Uh, the Suicide Squad, but pre-crisis, he was retained by Doctor Cyber after her face was hideously ah, burned. Ah, there we go. There's the Wonder Woman yeah. connection. Ah, right the connection there. there. Look at to that. Transfer her brain to a new body, ideally that of Diana Prince, Wonder Woman. Ideally, ideally, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't? I, I would love to be in Wonder Woman's body, but everyone knows that. Hello. And, uh, um. and when Amanda Waller hired him, he was used to work on plastique. Uh-huh. He is also apparently an employee of the Sunderland Cor- Corporation. And, oh. and we know what the problem is with him. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And later on, he would, of course, be involved with the Captains of Industry, uh, which showed up, I believe, more in Firestorm. But it was, you know, part of that whole sort of Ostrander. Um, uh-huh. uh, wow. Um, Dr. Moon gets around. <laughs> and uh, so he was uh, he was the guy who oversaw the Metagene operation that changed Airwave into Mazer. Oh, oh wow! I didn't even realize those were the same guy. And there's yeah. more. There's more. Damn! During the Doctor Id- Moon is a plug-and-play doctor. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> during Identity Crisis, he teamed up with fellow villain Phobia, and the pair are seen aboard the former Injustice Gang satellite. According to Merlin, every time Moon and Phobia came to the satellite, someone goes missing. He meant. Oh. He meant. And in this, he mentions a single man, signal man had been missing since January. Uh-huh. Now, it ended badly for him. He was killed in a fight with Kate Spencer when she stabbed him with his own scalpel during a hand-to-hand confrontation. Of course, that was in um, Manhunter. Uh, Manhunter. I assume, yeah. And I believe, if I'm if I'm not incorrect, she um yeah, she is Kate Spencer is also in Arrow. She is the uh, the district attorney. Oh, ah, that would make sense. Yeah, that she makes was in, complete in the, sense. In the fifth episode, uh, prosecuting Oliver Queen, and has been seen since. She was actually seen um, in the Birds of Prey episode. Mm-hmm. Um, As she should. Yeah. So, wow. So there you go. Yeah, Stephen Amell's lucky. Stephen Amell's lucky he's so cute because if it wasn't for that, all those women would take over that show. So be careful. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Karen orders Dr. Moon to continue with the operations. I will inform operations of this. And meanwhile, in the operations room, we see Nightshade, Nemesis, uh, giving it to uh, Amanda Waller here. What I'm saying, Mrs. Waller, is that I should have been informed. And Nemesis, my partner, sure told me. I had no idea when the Jihad ran that demonstration they would actually kill people. He made me an accessory to a massacre. And also in this panel is uh, Flo, who is revealed later as Amanda Waller's cousin. Right. Um. And Nemesis says that decision was made at command level, Eve, by Mrs. Waller, not by me. And Nightshade turns and says, well, because remember, Nightshade was undercover yes. as, what, what was her name, Chimera? Yeah, that's right, yes. Um, in the Jihad, and she actually facilitated a massacre. And Waller says, put a sock on it, girl. We got the info too late to act on it or get it to you without risking your cover. And, you know, that's the way it is. Better face some bitter facts. Eden, you elected to do undercover work? Fine. Things will get nasty from time to time, period. And, of course, Nightshade used to be um, a government agent back um, before Crisis. She yep. was um, kind of in charge of watching Captain Adam a little bit from the government. Yeah, back, back in her uh, in her Charlton days. Yeah. yeah, and, of course, that mirrors her Nightshade, count, uh, the counterpart in Watchmen, the Silk Spectre. So. Yes, of course, yes. And, and if you can't deal with it, you better get out now, period. And uh, Nightshade says, not yet, and you know why. I need your help, and I better get it soon. 
Oh, dangling plot thread number one. Set up. Yep. Uh, Waller says, in due time. So what's your gripe, Tresser? <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. And Tresser says, doubts, reservations. I became what I am to fight organized crime to try and strike some sort of balance for justice. I just feel I'm drifting away from that. And a Waller says, well, you've got to make up your own mind about that. But it seems to me there's another balance where you owe. Or maybe you've just forgotten why it is you're still smelling flowers instead of pushing them up. And Tresser says, I forget nothing. Now, let's remember that the last time Tom Tresser had appeared outside of Crisis, probably, um, it was the end of um, a team-up between him and Batman in Braving the Bold. That's right. In which it appeared that Nemesis had lost his life in the battle. That's right. Yeah, they so. uh, they definitely left it as that, like, the story is done. Yeah. Um, and Waller says, you were invading the headquarters of the Crime Council and discovered they were sending a radio-controlled explosives crammed copter to assassinate a certain senator. And uh, we see the flashback, and Nemesis is like, only one chance to, is to take control of the copter manually. And he climbs in there all James Bondy. Uh, it's no use. I can't override the remote control piloting, and the doors are sealed. I'm trapped. And if I blast away out with my concussion gun, the copter will still be functional. Mm-hmm. One chance. Set on high power, the concussion gun can blow a hole right through the roof and damage the top propeller. And, of course, that's what he does. Kaboom! Take a drink! Hey, now. Yeah, <laughs> we love kabooms. And that left, uh, yep, and leave a hole large enough for me to crawl out. So he begins to do that, and Waller interrupts and says, "But as you tried, the wildly lurching copter impaled you on a jagged shard of metal. Ooh, that had to hurt. Yeah. Uh, another gyration freed you so that you could pull yourself all the way out onto the roof. Just as the copter began its final sickening plummet back into the crime council headquarters, uh, you must have already passed out from loss of blood and fallen off the copper copter. We get a kablam, and we close see enough." The, Let's, yeah, take a drink. <laughs> we, we see um, the scrap of uniform that is left behind in the explosion is what Batman picked up at the end of that Brave and the Bold yeah. episode issue. So that yeah, was pretty. Brave and Bold 193. Yeah. Um, so seven issues before Brave and Bold changed to Batman and the Outsiders. So, yeah. Yes. Um, and she says, lucky it made your, um, you limp so your body just sort of rode the shockwaves of the explosion. Um, you got blown clear of the worst of it, and the river caught you, shielded you. <laughs> yeah, right. In the river with you. Carried you more dead than alive downstream about a mile and left you on the shore. Good thing there's no sharks in that river. <laughs> um, the, the men who found you were federal men, men who had known you as Tom Tresser and had liked you. Well, that's, you know, lucky. a bonus. Yes. Lucky, lucky, lucky. You were taken to a hospital. Your wounds became infected. Your recovery was long and slow. And because of who you were, Uncle Sammy picked up the whole bill. Oh, really? Just as you were healed, Task Force X was being put together. They offered you a chance to repay your country and do your work on a global scale, and you took it. He's like, he's like, yeah, I, I was, I was there. I, I was there. I know all that. I think I know why too. Your personal scales don't balance, and you're a man who respect understands obligation, and I respect that. So you tell me, you think the job you did on the jihad equalizes things or not? And he looks at her and says, "No." <laughs> well, that's a okay, very you then. know, and and Todd Klein manages to do this in his lettering. He yeah. makes the no very uh, small in that big bubble. Yep. And uh, and so it's yeah, yeah it's you, you really get the emotion that uh, is triggered in that. Way. It, yeah, it's, it's a no with regrets. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's like, no, I wish it was, but it's not enough. Unfortunately, I don't want to do this, but I've got to. And in walks Captain Boomerang. Right. Digger. Oh, yeah. How are ya, lad? Uh, Walla, what a word with you. I'm fair knocked. <laughs> 
How bad is my Australian accent? Please tell us on Pretty Facebook. terrible. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This is actually worse than the last time you tried it. So really? That's nice. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're actually gotten worse. As opposed nah. to improving, you are deproving. Yeah. All right. I, I, need to, I need to remember the one time I watched Crocodile Dundee. Okay. Um, <laughs> and Tresser says, oh, is it catching? <laughs> so everyone's pissed off at Waller. Like a bloody crutch, Nemesis, you know, Struth. I didn't join this bloody suicide squad to live in no bloody prison. You sound more like Spike from Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) I want a place of my own off campus where there's more nightlife than frogs croaking and that's flat. Fine. Aren't you glad I'm not doing a big black woman accent, folks? Please. Yeah, just as well. Yeah, thank you. The quarters here are only meant to be... Especially because she was referring to Tresser as Thomas. Yeah. So, yeah, you could have gone all... uh, Uncle Tommy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It could have gotten real ugly real quick there. Yeah. Uh, the quarters here are only meant to be used occasionally. We'll set you up with a place and an identity in New Orleans if you want. But I warn you, Harkness, you start screwing around. And that's plot thread number three. Yes. We got Nightshade wants something done. Nemesis is there out of obligation. And now Captain Boomerang is going to be set free. Do we think that's a good idea? Hmm. Totally. Meanwhile, what could go the, wrong? Yeah, what, what could, could possibly, possibly go wrong? Go wrong? Uh, the phone rings and, and Waller continues her conversation with with Boomer Butt, and we'll have your butt back in Bell Rev for real. Waller? Yes, Dr. Grace. Oh, he did. And he is. Uh-huh. Going with your work. I'll handle it. <laughs> so we know what's about to happen. In marches Rick Flag. Waller! Yeah. <laughs> Wham! I want this brainwashing of plastique. Stop now! Uh-uh. We need to maintain our secrecy. Not like that. And he's screaming at her, and she's screaming back. Oh, yeah. The woman is scum, Colonel. She betrayed the team and the mission. She's lucky she ain't being shot. And when you think about it, a government military action? Yeah, she is kind of lucky yeah, she's not absolutely, being shot. Yeah. Um, it's immoral and illegal. So was our mission to Karak. Didn't see you moan about that. Ooh, <laughs> burn. Snap. That was different, and you know it. Find another way to protect our secret. I am running things here, Flag, not you. And I say we're doing it this way. Meanwhile, the other members of the squad are just looking at this going, oh, this is good. Get some popcorn, yeah, yeah, kids. exactly. Um, then I resign. I'll go straight to the papers with the whole deal. Or do you intend to use the device on me, too? And this is where we see Amanda Waller give that look. Yeah. That look right there in that top panel is just enough to make you go, oh, yes, she would. Yeah, that's she totally, uh, totally would use it on you. And it doesn't matter that you're carrying a gun. She's but only if you now. make her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She only doesn't want to, but she, she want will to, totally she do will. it if she has to do it. And meanwhile, we hear boom. And those of us who know about the first three pages of the story know what that probably means, uh-huh. don't we? What in the name of heaven was that? That ain't heaven, lady. No, operations. This is Economos, and that's John Economos. Uh, I think we're under attack. Can you give us a visual, John? Uh, Here, central courtyard, a shimmering hole in the air suddenly materialized, and this is what's coming out of it. They don't look like tourists somehow, and sure enough, it's the Furies on the warpath. Coming for uh, Glorious Godfrey. We turn the page, and Lachina's barking orders. Stompa, we need an entrance. Well, stomp. And the wall comes tumbling down. Uh, Okay, worms, we want Godfrey. Yeah, because she's got to be the butch one, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and Lashina, they, they make quick work of these guards. And she says, Lashina says, what a pitiful bunch. We'll find God for yourselves. Split up. Let's waste no more time on this pitiful mud ball than we have to. Mm-hmm. And when you hear mud ball, 
for Earth, that means it's apocalypse, kids. That's, yeah. that's just the way it goes. Yeah. And Bernadette thinks to herself, be kinder to it, my dear. You're going to spend all eternity here. Oh, my. Ooh. She didn't scheming. use her outside voice, though. Mm-hmm. That's good. She's way better at scheming than I am. She is. She's a schemer. It's true. Yeah. Um, ground crew's going to need a hand, Flo. Who in the squad's available? And Flo uh, gives them an update. Uh, June Moon is under heavy sedation, so no enchantress this issue. She's not available for combat. Deadshot's in his room. Ben, the Bronze Tiger, is having a session with Dr. Lagreve, trying to recover his lost memories. Oh, yes. <clears throat> and uh, Rick calls uh, Bronze Tiger first, telling him we got some superpowered invaders probably here to bust someone out. He's like, on my way. And Rick flags like, Lawton, front and center, we need you. Lawton's like, why? <laughs> Bell Rev's under attack. So? <laughs> I don't yeah, love yeah. this. This isn't a debate, Lawton. Get your butt over here. Blow it out your butt, Colonel. I go on mission. Security ain't part of the deal. It just became part of it. Now get over here, and uh, Deadshot takes a quarter that he's been flipping like Two-Face and uh, pings it right into the TV and causes it to shatter. We'll deal with Lawton later. Right now we've got me, the Bronze Tiger, Nightshade, Nemesis, and where's Boomerang? (laughs) And uh, Boomer is out in the hallway. Bugger this. You're on your ice flag. Some of them incoming might be my old mates, and I won't Bonnie with them. Might ruin me standing in the professional community. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's um, really getting bad. It's that's awful. not a knife. <laughs> Thank you. That's <laughs> not a knife. Uh, we go with what we got. Attackers have split up. We'll have to do the same. Let's go. So um, over here. Huh, guess she doesn't have time for Kronos. That's Kronos um, trying to get the attention of Stompa. Yeah, poor Kronos. Yeah, we'll Stompa's bored. God for you there. And actually, Kronos being right there, that's a plot thread. Because it kind of lets you know who's available for the squad to kind of pluck. Yes. <clears throat> God for you there, Clang. Um, Stomp, hey, Godfrey. She's knocking down every wall. And uh, Bronze Tiger comes on, upon her. Kick fighter of some sort. Exoskeleton in the costume would explain the power. Handled kick fighters before, no problem. And he gives her a hi right to the side of the head. Wham! Ha, great, a worm to play with. <laughs> Doesn't phase her at all. Problem. Oh dear. Problem. She should be out cold. Problem. And she stomps the <laughs> Mayday. ground. Mayday. Mayday. Yep. Sends Bronze Tiger flying. Tao, what am I dealing with here? Whatever it is, I must deal with it quickly. And he gives her an uppercut, another uppercut, and a, and a fist to the to the breadbasket there. And she's smiling through the entire thing. And I love that about her. <laughs> she had the little skull and crossbones on her helmet and the goggles. And uh, he gives her a final chud to the head. And uh, she's like, enough. Oh, crack. Stompa's board again. <laughs> and just leaves. Remi- reminds me of Dark Willow. Yeah, yeah. Bored now. Bored now. Bored now. Um, leaves uh, Ben, you know, basically comatose on the floor. Now Meanwhile, he's lost some more memories. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. Brain uh, Mad Harriet is hee 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 all the way through the prison to Granny with Godfrey. Mad Harriet's found herself new toys to play with, and uh, we see uh, everyone's favorite cobble pot behind bars. And he says, "Egad, a harpy like that makes the penguin glad he's safely locked away." <laughs> okay, men, wide range dispersal fire, and they they're coming upon uh, Mad Harriet, and she's just <laughs> she's taking all the bullets, and she does not care. Yeah, um, pull back, small arm fire only tickles her. It tickles. Um, they get a riot tank into the hallway. Don't ask me how they did, but they did. 
uh, lob in a, a shell, take away our footing. And so the tank goes, psh, foomp, flump, splurch, crackle. And, of course, she's still giggling. Yeah, really here in this panel, she looks a lot like the Creeper. Like the Creeper and she should date. Yeah. Um, do you back away from the flames or my power spikes, dearie? Mad Harriet will bring them both to you. And she leaps up onto the tank for the driver. <laughs> and uh, basically rips him out of the uh, the tank. Colonel! Yeah, she doesn't laugh at the lasers. Full barrage. V ah! So they figured out something that can hurt her. But the guns only have a limited charge. And, he, and Rick Flag's like, give her all you got. <laughs> Meanwhile... Uh, Bernadette is stalking the, the hallway. A curse on Godfrey. It's Lashina I should be stalking. Take her from behind while I can. But soft, soft. Remember what my darling brother taught me. Patience. Pluck the time when it is ripe. Ah, brother, you are so wise. Eh? Um, afraid of the dark? You should be. It suddenly got very black around Bernadette. Yeah. And uh, Nightshade comes up upon her and smacks her up against the side of the head. Fact, the darkness can hurt you. And she smacks her again. Tack, while you can't touch the darkness. And Bernadette says no. And her uh, sword lights up there. She says, I am of apocalypse. I worship the darkness. And Nightshade gets to Zack. And she goes, ah, and falls down like a dead fish. That's not good. Ouch. And you the squad is not having a good outing here. They're not having a very good outing at all, but they are, they are even they are outclassed. Yeah, well, we have to say that's true. Um, they are very fairly street level people. They are especially without the enchantress. Yep. Yes. Yes. Um, so Lashina finally finds Godfrey and says, so here you are pathetic. And she gives it the whip. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting for it. All right. Oh, damn it. Stupid ad. That's what happens when you use a free uh, soundboard. A free soundboard. Oh, there it oh, is. Oh, again. Oh, Ooh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yes, please. <laughs> and uh, crack, and the bars are open. And Lashina's thinking to herself, I remember, Ophel, how at Granny's you used your voice to try to seduce me. Oh, they have a backstory, these two. Goodness. Ah. Now Darkseid's going to have to put your mind back together if he wants you to appreciate whatever torment he has planned for you. And uh, Nemesis comes up and says, Madam, that man is a prisoner of the U.S. government. I suggest you put him back where you got him. That's a Captain Adam speech right there. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard one. And uh, Lashina takes Godfrey and throws him at Nemesis and says, all yours. <laughs> Wham. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. yeah. And then she gives it some more cracking. Get, get that whip out. Get the whip out. Dang. Come on now. Where's the whipping? It's coming. <laughs> she says, what pitiful robots? And she makes quick work of the robots. And Nemesis is attempting to butter, butter, butter her with the machine gun. Uh, try chewing on this. And she cracks that. And uh, there goes Nemesis head over heels. Yeah. Um, and she says, pitiful, truly pitiful. Granny would have had you all for breakfast. Why Darkseid wants this pitiful mud ball so much, I can't imagine. And so all members of the squad have basically had their asses handed to them yeah. at this point. Um, Lashina speaks into her finger communicator here. Furies, I've got Godfrey Assembly embarkation point immediately. Okay, let's get out of here. Mission's accomplished. So they, they basically met no resistance getting out. Yeah. And Bernadette is like, with you successful and still alive? I don't think so. 
Stompa, you and the others take Godfrey through. I'll bring up the rear. And so the uh, Stompa and Mad Harriet go through with Godfrey. Um, you've got a half dozen barrels packed with high explosive ammo aimed right at you. Bernadette and Lachina are, are left behind. And uh, Rick Flagg shows up with the rest of um, the available forces to him, I guess. And he's commanding them to surrender. And Bernadette is like, now. And she enters the... Uh, boom tube while slashing at Lashina um, and Bernadette you pitiful idiot the Stargates phasing out will both die and the arms go off the explosions go off fire and we get uh, butta 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 ba blam ah and oh. we see swamp as something appears to have gone over the fence hmm Interesting. It can't be important. It I'm sure they won't bother coming all. back to it. That won't, that won't come back at all, kids. <laughs> and um, Rick Flagg says, you're sure she said apocalypse? Makes sense. Given Superman's report to the president, we're lucky to be alive. And that's, of course, referring to uh, what happened after the events of Action Comics 586, which was the issue that featured Superman and the New Gods. And it was Legends crossover. And um, Darkseid was being Darkseid was controlling Superman. And, mm-hmm. uh, was that the sleaze? Uh, no, no, that was that was an action, one. wasn't it? That was Mr. Miracle. It was, it was, yeah, yeah. Action. but yeah. this, yeah, this was uh, where um, uh, Superman was being controlled by Darkseid, and he attacked Orion, and uh, Orion recognizes that Darkseid is manipulating him, and um, yeah, so. yeah. Um, Nightshade says, if I hadn't been in my shadow form, I wouldn't be alive. She nearly fried me as it was. Um, Dr. Gray says, sorry to bother you, Ms. Waller. I thought you should know we have successfully completed the process on Plastique. Only her memory of her squad involvement has been expunged. We are safe. Very much a very identity crisis, isn't it? Yeah, very. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Waller, out. Mrs. Waller, Tresser, and I have been talking. We side with the Colonel, with Colonel Flagg on this. And Waller says, I don't blame you. He's right, and I'm wrong. My apologies, Colonel. I get a little short-sighted sometimes. It scares me. This shouldn't have happened. It won't again. Will you stay? <laughs> Do we believe, Waller? Uh, never. Of course. No. No, we don't. Uh, Rick Flagg says, no problem. And meanwhile, Boomer shows up <laughs> and says, there you are, mates. Ran out to help and got lost. Bloody is a it places a bloody maze, isn't it? The good guys win. Oh, shut up! <laughs> Everyone says in unison, end. And that is how we leave Suicide Squad number three. Nice. Which is pretty amusing because no one really died. Yes. A well, whole they, issue and yeah. no one died? Wow. No one died. Well, we don't know about the uh, various unnamed guards and such, but nah. we didn't. Have, it can't have gone well for them. No, it can't have gone well for them. That's true. So, so we have it. I know. Excellent. Gotta love, gotta love the squad. Ah, I'm definitely enjoying these flashback episodes to the original mm-hmm. series again. Yeah, exactly. It's nice to. Uh, I love the old stuff. It's fun to check in with it exactly. every now and then. And just that that Luke McDonald art. Oh, oh man, I know. Guy, I wish I so wish that guy was still working. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He drew. Guess, he drew very good, grim and gritty. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, he just he's just got a really bold style. It's really yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. And he did he did yeah he did action better than most. I mean. Yes. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
Yes. All right. So I guess we're going to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Wrap it up. All right. So, of course, we can be reached at uh, substitutesquad.com. Oh, yeah. You can join on our Facebook page. You just look for Substitute Squad. I mean, where else can it be? <laughs> it's the only place. We are on the Twitter. We are Substitute Squad. In addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, substitutesquad.com. I kind of already covered that, didn't I? Yeah. yeah, you did. All right, so it's, it's the fever. I blame the fever. <laughs> oh, the fever. <laughs> I have the He's vapors. got the fever for the flavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so with that, we make our way back into our cell, knowing that we have at least another day before the little exploding wristband goes off. Woohoo! Indeed. And with that, we will see you all when we get paroled next week. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs>